right, there you go. That's the abrupt intro ending. Welcome in. It is the John Cast podcast. And guess what? It is episode number 100. I started this a couple of years ago and I did it just because I had been let go. If those who don't know the story, I'd been uh, let go from my regular sports talk job that I had for almost 17 years. And I said, you know what? I still want to talk about sports and things like that. So I started a podcast. So to get to episode number 100, I had no expectations. I just wanted to do it and and just kind of see where it went. And so far it's gone to 100 episodes. So for everyone who's been listening to these episodes, Maybe you're right from episode one all the way to 100. Maybe you joined late. That's fine. Thank you for listening to the podcast. And please subscribe, follow, do whatever you need to do so you don't miss a new episode. But I'm super pumped for episode number 100 of the podcast. And the guests today are former Wisconsin Badger volleyball players, Danielle Hart and Sydney Hilly. Welcome in to episode number 100. How's it going? Thank you. I'm honored that we're 100. Yeah. I put it out on online and I said, Hey, who should I have for episode 100? A, a bunch of different people chimed in with different responses. And one of them was Danielle Hart and Sydney Hilly. And I thought, mm. Hey, you know what? That'd be a, that'd be a really fun conversation to talk with you two, you two. And, uh, that's where we're at right now. So thanks. What an honor. <laughs> yeah. And, and just let me start with just telling you guys how much I really appreciate your time and appreciate your time at Wisconsin. It was so much fun to watch both of you play at Wisconsin and then accomplish everything that you did individually, everything that you did as a team. So just, I, I just want to let you guys know how much I appreciate uh, not only your time, but just your careers at Wisconsin. So thank you. Thanks. Thank you. We appreciate yeah. you for covering it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. Um, so now both of you, what's really unique, and I want to talk and get your opinions about this year's Wisconsin Badgers team, volleyball in general, but you two are still playing volleyball and you're doing it with athletes unlimited, which is a very unique situation. Um, another week of competition. So I, I was interested, what was the, the decision-making process for both of you to join athletes unlimited and, and, and get to where you are right now? What was that decision-making process like? How did it happen? Um, well, for me, I actually was exploring overseas options for a little bit there. I think after the Wisconsin season this last December, I talked to as many um, volleyball players, professional players that have been over there for many years, um, a lot of them national team players, um, and just started making FaceTime calls and understanding what the landscape is like out there and um, what that would require, what sacrifices, what things are scary and what to avoid. and um and the pros and cons of that and i think where i ultimately ended up is that being that my knee you know tearing my acl in the beginning of 2021 rushing back to be able to play in every match with wisconsin in 2022 um by the end of that season i had, it had deteriorated pretty quickly and um i was nervous about what a nine-month season overseas would look like with scenarios so many scenarios that put you in uncertainty and um, when I learned about the opportunity to play with Athletes Unlimited and then the ability to pair that with Pro Volleyball Federation coming up in January, February um, this following year, I was so excited about that opportunity to be able to stay in the United States, have a really um, uh, be very comfortable with what the health things look like and those seasons being um, much more manageable. Um, and then, of course, the opportunity to play with Sid. Once I heard that she is staying in the United States, 
I mean, that's the most exciting part of all was just the ability to be back with her. Sid, what was that like for you to, because obviously, you know, for your career path too, I think there was a time where you said, well, I don't know, maybe I won't be playing volleyball. So mm -hmm. you are now. So how did that come about? Yeah. So I tried overseas for just a little bit. I was in Turkey for a short amount of time and then I played in Puerto Rico. And I think ultimately I was like, uh, the overseas life is just not it for me. Some people thrive, some people love it. And just for me, it just wasn't it. So I thought if there wasn't any opportunities in the United States that I would just be done and I would pursue a career using the degree I got at Wisconsin, um, which I'm able to do both now. So I got the best of both worlds here. I get to play volleyball and I get to have a job. Um, but I actually did the AU spring tour um, last spring and I was able to just go through and play different colleges, um, including Wisconsin. So I got to have a bonus match in the field house, which was awesome. Um, and I really enjoyed that experience. And so I was like, you know what? I still love volleyball keep going if you can do it in the u.s and so that's why i'm here and it's awesome that dan is here too <laughs> yeah and i think i think uh danielle you make a good point about your knee and this seems like almost the perfect opportunity for you to ease back into volleyball doesn't it yeah yeah exactly being that au is so i've actually been playing with um team usa i was out there from beginning of may till the end of august um and that was an, a great experience, but then to be able to start off my pro career um, and have, you know, a couple weeks break from USA to AU, have AU for, you know, the six weeks, eight weeks that we're out here, and then have another like month to reset, get some strength training in and feel really good about my knee and then go into the next season season that's a couple of months long um, and much, just much more manageable. It puts me in a really good position to just, again, um, put my knee in a really good place with rehab and strength and, um, being able to really perform at the level I want to through those seasons. Now, Athletes Unlimited is in week four of its competition. And every week leading up to this week, you two, because just to let everyone know, um, they do it a little different, right? You draft teams every week. And so there's the possibility that you two aren't on the same team. But every week so far, until this week, you have been on the same team. So was it? did it feel like old times for you over the last few weeks for both of you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, I've been out with um, U Team USA stuff this summer and Sid got to join me there um, for the Pan Am stuff. So we've been playing together for the last several months, which has just been amazing um, to have her back in that gym space with me, especially when you're around like so many new girls. And um, while it's really great getting to know all these people that you've been seeing through uh, matches on TV or playing against across the net, um, just to have that familiarity and that feeling of home through Sid. Um, and these really like new spaces has just been, um, can't really put words to it. And then of course, I didn't think that I would ever be, get the opportunity to play with Sid again after tearing my ACL suddenly in 2021. So um, that was a crusher then. And to be able to have this like gift back of just being able to be on the court space with her has been amazing. Yeah, definitely. And I think as a setter, it's, it's kind of tough because you have to learn like 43 different people's tendencies <laughs> and what they like and yeah. how they like their set to be. And with Danielle, I don't have to think about it. You know, it's just like kind of second nature. So being able to be with her has just has been great. And I think people realized pretty early on that we connect really well. And so we ended up being drafted as kind of like a package deal the first week. <laughs> and then I ended up being the one drafting teams. And so, of course, or so I was going after, um, 
so that's been awesome to have her on my team every time and just like Danielle said, it's a little piece of home because you're away from home, everything's new, but I can just pop into Danielle's room and just feel like I'm at home a little bit. Yeah, that's cool. And so you talked about all the different players, Sid, that you you have to set now and you kind of have to learn their little their, their tendencies and everything like that, all those little things. So what is it like though to get to team up with you know, athletes that you've played against, like you get to set, uh, Yasiana Presley's on your team, I believe this week. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what, what, what's that like to be able to then, you know, have them as teammates, people that you've competed against? Oh, it's so cool. I mean, this week I have like Claire Chasse who played at Louisville and we ended up yeah. playing them in the final four. We have Yasiana Presley, just amazing athletes. Um, and it's really fun just be able to set different types of balls to people and, these really athletic hitters to just go up and pound it. So it's it's really fun. Um, it was challenging at first to try to learn the different types of sets, but once you get in the groove here, you kind of end up being on the same team with people. Like this is my second week with both Yashiana and Claire. So we've we've worked together before. And so there's a little bit of familiarity there, which is really nice. And, and okay, so after the Athletes Unlimited season, you both mentioned the Pro Volleyball Federation too. So, and you both are going to be playing in Omaha in the Pro mm -hmm. Volleyball Federation. So once again, this connection continues. Have you thought yep. about have you thought about that and what that league is going to be like? And I mean, you guys will be playing in the state of Nebraska, not not Lincoln, but you will be playing in the state of Nebraska. And so you know that uh, uh, obviously there's a lot of volleyball fans in that state too. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, when um, PVF when that was an opportunity, I learned about, and when I, as soon as I knew Sid was interested. Obviously, I was really hoping that it would work out that we could be on the same team. And so um, the fact that it did work out that way and we ended up in Nebraska, which is just such a um, volleyball heavy, um, volleyball loved state, um, really excited about the opportunities that will exist with that franchise in particular and um, what they're doing over there um, in this first year of a pro league in the city. Yeah, I couldn't say it any better than that. I'm just super excited for January. I feel like we're in a good spot where we're hopefully going to get a lot of fans and people are going to cheer us on. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah. And this is so cool because you just talked about all the opportunity. You weren't a fan of, of overseas. And now there's just an explosion of opportunities in the sport for, for athletes to, to stay home. Well, I mean, what do you think that means to the sport of volleyball and then to try to build these professional leagues What's it mean to be able to, for these athletes to have another option if if they want to to stay in the States? Well, that was exactly where my head was going as you started talking. It's like the fact that it worked out so well for me coming off of out of college that all of these opportunities suddenly exist um, really blows my mind um, because I, I really don't know if I, my career would have continued. I think it would have been just a bit scary to go overseas after watching my, I had a third of the strength that I began with at the start of the Wisconsin season. And most people didn't know what was going on behind the scenes, but I wasn't practicing by the end of November and, and going into December. And so I didn't really know what it was going to look like to tolerate that length of time, like I said. And so again, just having the opportunity to continue playing um, has been everything right now, but to be able to also be a part of something where um, you're developing these professional leagues that can exist for um, several years, whether that's PVF or Love or AU, the opportunities that exist and be able to be a part of the beginnings of that and kind of lay that foundation and hopefully get things going in the right way in a way that lasts um, 
and continues to create those kind of opportunities for um, other players. Again, there's just so many players that we've watched um, kind of retire and then come back out of retirement. I mean, Sid's kind of a great example. <laughs> she said she's going to retire one or two times now and has continued to be able to play. And so obviously great players out there and um, want them to continue playing and be able to continue watching them and um, just to be able to provide those kind of opportunities for other young girls to come is, is huge. What do you, what do you, what do you make of the opportunities now for volleyball players moving forward, Sydney? Oh, it's just a, such an exciting time. I mean, before I feel like people didn't even know like professional volleyball really existed. Like when you talked about it, like, Oh, I'm going overseas to play professional volleyball. It's like, Oh, what they have that. But now I feel like it's going to be so much more visible and people can actually make a career where they make it a lot of money playing the sport they love in their home country which I think is awesome. And I think it allows for a lot more players to continue playing the game. And I think it allows for younger girls who are growing up to be like, hey, I wanna be a professional volleyball player where like, I didn't even really know about the professional volleyball landscape until I got to college, um, just hearing from other people going through it. But now it's just gonna be so much more visible. And I think it's gonna be a really exciting time for volleyball fans too, to be able to have not only college volleyball, but also professional that they can uh cheer for i just uh, also think about sorry i was just gonna say i also think about like the exposure that the sport is getting right now through these professional leagues but then like you're seeing the records break over and over within college and i've been feeling that um through my career and i'm sure sid did as well but i mean this year just student sections breaking at Northwestern and um, attendance records and at all these schools across the Big Ten and then just viewership numbers and um, the sport's really exploding and I think the more exposure it gets and continues to get and whether that's in the college space or the professional space it's just going to be really really exciting and continue to elevate it. I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to ask you both about this upward trend with volleyball and you just mentioned it right there danielle is this something that you notice more over the last couple of years like is the sport do you notice that the sport is more popular now as compared to maybe two years ago four years ago or or further and 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 is that obviously do you, do you see that through the attendance or, or how else do you see that um play out as as far as the popularity of the sport have, have you seen that curve are you noticing that sid I mean, I think we are pretty spoiled going to Wisconsin and having like almost every single game sell out. Like you're just like you get comfortable with having so many fans. But then when you travel to other places and you see like maybe the first couple years of my career, like going to some schools, not seeing a ton of fans in the stands, but getting to the end of my career and having like when we went to Maryland, I think that was what my last year there, they had their sellout and attendance record and just that's happening so many times. And I think people are realizing that volleyball is such a fun sport to watch. And now that it's getting the airtime it deserves, I think more and more people are like, Hey, this is pretty fun. And they're, they're getting into it and becoming fans of the game. So I think that's really exciting. So to touch on some of those numbers. Um, so just for example, this year for Wisconsin, obviously 17,000 at Pfizer forum uh, in Nebraska, they had 92,000 in a football stadium. Uh, back to Wisconsin, they played in front of over 10,000 at Florida. Uh, record attendance at Arkansas on the road when Wisconsin played the Razorbacks. You mentioned Northwestern. Um, even at Nebraska last weekend, 9,100. That's a, that's a new Devaney Center record for them. 
Um, and it just it just keeps happening. The, the team they're playing this week, Michigan State, earlier this season, they had 8,500 at the Breslin Center watch a match. So, like, it's crazy that to see those attendance numbers. The viewership, 612,000 watched Wisconsin versus Nebraska last week, all-time Big Ten record. And, and now the opportunity, I think, which if the sport can just grab this opportunity and the fans watch this Sunday, I think we could see that continue to move up and maybe even at a faster rate. And what I'm talking about is Wisconsin versus Minnesota Sunday is going to be nationally televised on network television for the first time ever. Volleyball is going to be on network TV and it has a dynamite lead in the national football league. I mean, so television executives see the potential here and they've given the sport an opportunity that I think if they take advantage of it, and I, I don't know what that means. I guess it just means if people watch that you could see this start to become more of a thing on Fox or some of the Big Ten partners and, and NBC. We know the championship match is going to be on ABC. Um, I mean, how what do you think of uh, you know what what do you think of when you hear about the Badgers playing on Fox following Vikings Packers when you first heard about it, and how excited are you, and what do you think it means for the sport? I think it's huge. I'm over here just thinking about how only a couple of years ago, like if national championships weren't on those kind of networks. And um, the fact that we're getting regular season games on those now is um, huge, but it's also deserved. It's been a long time coming. And um, I'm thinking about how, you know, much work has gone into pushing for that. And I'm thinking specifically of Kelly and the work that he's done um, marketing and pushing for that on Twitter and, and using his voice and other coaches that have rallied behind him. But um, I, like you said, I think networks are finally understanding that if you give volleyball some more marketing and attention and, and help push that, it's going to run. People are going to run with it. So uh, really, really exciting. What do you think it means for the sports, Sid, if, if you know, this honestly, I think we could get one to two million. Like I'm kind of being conservative, I think. But I, I mean, you get a couple million people. TV executives have to take notice. They have no other choice. Yeah, I agree. And I think Danielle said it like every time that volleyball is given the opportunity to kind of shine, I feel like we come back and we're like, we exceed expectations. So I'm excited and I hope people tune in to that match and continue to get some viewership numbers. I also think it's awesome that everywhere Wisconsin is going, they kind of have a target on their back and get all the fans to come watch. So it's really cool that they've been a part of so many attendance records this year. And I think that's one of the great um, but challenging things that comes with having such a ch uh, talented team that's ranked really high. So it's an awesome op opportunity for them. And I think it will prepare them really well for later stages in the season. Did you guys watch the match against uh, Nebraska on Friday? I see Sid, you're shaking your head. Danielle too. Yeah. What did you guys think of that? I mean, just an, an, ep an epic match is uh, tough to watch a match end on a repeat replay yeah. challenge on a net violation. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But that's what happened. Um, what were your impressions of, of that match? I mean, obviously both teams are really strong teams, really fighting. And um, it's always a fun matchup watching Nebraska, Wisconsin. And I think especially this year, um, just again, one and number two, and that's a, a fantastic matchup. And um I think I really thought that we were going to have it, even if it went to five. I thought we were going to have it in four. And like you said, it was really tough to watch it end on a net violation. But um, I'm really excited that we Wisconsin gets to play them in the field house um, coming up later in the season. And I think 
you know, while a number one position is a great place to be, also I think it's nice to have a loss before the tournament and having experience going to five and all of those things. And I think that puts us really in a great position going into the tournament um, to have those experiences and have been, been put in that position. And what better time to experience that than to Nebraska at Nebraska? Yeah, I mean, I was going to say the same thing. Like going into the tournament without having a loss is kind of like almost scary. You're like, you know, we haven't been tested. We haven't bounced back from a loss. We haven't experienced the battle part of it. And so I think that, you know, that was obviously a crushing loss for them. I think that they're going to be pretty motivated to continue to get better. Um, and I think that will only serve them better for the future when it, you know, when it really matters. And um, I think that just watching the match, the number one thing I was noticing was just the defense. And I feel like that's kind of a common trend whenever Wisconsin plays Nebraska. It's just a defensive battle like it's so hard to score against those two teams and so just watching how long some of the rallies were it was it was really a, a fun match to watch yeah and i agree with you too sid like when it really like everybody wants to win i'd love to be undefeated like that'd be great and the whole season mm -hmm. without a loss that'd be fantastic um but you know i'd rather obviously have the loss in the middle of the season than toward the end of the season and it's fine and even coach sheffield that you know before the match he was talking to the team and he said hey if we lose we gotta get better if we win we gotta get better so like it, it it's a loss but they still have to get better no matter what that result um result was and that's um that was kind of the message to the team um you mentioned the defense so i wanted to ask specifically danielle 12 blocks by Wisconsin, was it was instant. I've never seen that happen. That's I was so like, this, cool. "Is this happening? How? What? What were you doing?" I'm freaking out that? over here. I mean, I mean, what are you gonna do? I mean, Carter and Smrek together is huge. I mean, CC's also massive. The whole block is just at Wisconsin is capable of so much, and you saw that come alive. The first set, I think they had one, and then the second, it was like half the points were scored through blocks. Um, which is just crazy, but um, again, they're just so huge. Um, and then I'm thinking about Ozzy in the back row wearing the bro jersey, and um, she had some great one-arm scoops and things that she was doing back there, which, I mean, I just watched her fly around, which always amazes me. So um, it's cool to see her wearing the libero jersey and um, how she's evolved into that role as well. But yeah, the Sid hit it on with the defense is, is exciting to watch with Wisconsin. Yeah, so I, I then said I got to ask you your impressions of the of the six two offense with Izzy and MJ. What are you seeing out of Wisconsin's offense and out of the two setters? Honestly, I think it's awesome that they're doing a six two because both setters are so talented and they have so many offensive weapons that you know you get to utilize more so with a six two. Um, but I think both of the setters like like they're going in and they just look so confident. They go in, they go behind the service line, and I think both Izzy and MJ have had some really good serving years, um, especially this season. Um, but getting to see them both after like working with them and knowing how much they love the game and how hard they work is really awesome. And and I think that just having so many offensive weapons in the six two makes it really hard to defend because we can set anyone at any time. Mm -hmm. um, all right. As we wrap things up here, one random question I had for you, Danielle, um, w when are you going to start like a travel blog? Like, is that, when is, <laughs> when is that really going to fully take off because you love uh, to travel and you make great content? like put the two thanks. together. Thank you. <laughs> I, I really don't like, um, 
I don't know, attention on myself. So like a personal blog video kind of selfie style wouldn't be so much my style um, or like a website and stuff I've thought about. But um, I don't know. I like sharing what I'm doing and um, kind of, I don't know, exploring as I, I go and sharing as I go. But I, I think I have so many other ventures that I prioritize right now over the other. Um, so I guess the, the closest thing to a blog will just continue to be Instagram, but I'm glad you're enjoying it. <laughs> and you still, still heart art that's still going strong. Yeah. So I shut down heart art through the summer while I was training with USA, just cause it was a little complicated to continue that and same with AU, but I will pick that up as soon as the season's over with AU and get some things going for the holidays. And I think that I will, mm. I have an idea of how to continue that through PVF. Cause I think I really do uh, a whole lot better when I have things to balance rather than just everything volleyball all the time. And so um, Sid's got her science. I'll get my art going and um, I'm excited about mm -hmm. that. But yeah, I'll get, I have uh, so Wisconsin, several charcuterie boards that I ordered. They're custom made coming out of Wisconsin in this uh, state shape that I'm very excited to get working on here soon too. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, back to the blog real quick. Well, I'll just say this, like, uh, you know, every once in a while when I, when I see those travel montages pop up or whatever, like you sell it, like, I'm like, Oh, well, can I, how do I get there? Like what, what, what kind of <laughs> travel package? Can I go do the same thing? Because I want to have some guides or something. Yeah, yeah. I've thought about making me and Britt have talked about that actually of like how I could create some kind of like, um, if I were here for a couple of days, here's what I would do or what I did. And like, Oh yeah. 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 Um, but we'll see. There's a lot of, a lot of different things that kind of always have running in my head of things I could run with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't have to be the main character. It doesn't have to be all about you. It could be about the destination. I don't know. Exactly. Saying. Saying. Uh, and, and then Sid, uh, obviously you both have Omaha coming up. Uh, do you, do you ever, do you, both of you ever think down the road, like, you know, like I'm just going to ride this out until how, I mean, do you think that far ahead? How? How, how, um, honestly, I feel like, especially this year, we're kind of guinea pigs. Like this is the first season of a new league. And so like, I think there's going to be some up, ups and downs during it and things that they're figuring out, but um, they already have more teams signed for next year. And so I think that's pretty exciting. And I think every ownership that uh, commits to having a team, like they have a three-year commitment at minimum. So actually this AU season, I think we just broke the record for the longest U.S. professional league because um, yeah. the previous uh, professional league uh, went like bankrupt during their third season mm -hmm. um, and AU has passed that. So I, I, I don't know. I just think it's super exciting. And I think that there's a lot of potential for these leagues to keep going and going. And I think as long as I still love playing, then I'm going to keep going. I think that's kind of the rule I've made for myself. That's awesome. Yeah. Love it. I know Badger fans are, are going to be interested following you both in Athletes Unlimited and then when you transition uh, in 2024 to the Pro Volleyball Federation in Omaha. There'll be some some Badger fans obviously keeping tabs with both of you. Hey, uh, good luck for the rest of the season at Athletes Unlimited. I know, Danielle, you're missing out this week because of injury, and I hope you uh, heal up quickly and are, are back out onto the court as well. And uh, thanks for taking some time to talk some volleyball with me. Thank you, Thank John. Thank you for having fun. us. All right, there you go. Danielle Hart and Sydney Hilly guests on episode number 100 of the John Cast podcast. Once again, a reminder, follow, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts. So then it just pops up on your feed and you don't miss a new episode of the podcast. Um, 100 of these. Thank you to everyone who's, who's listened uh, throughout the last couple of years. And uh, thanks for listening to this episode of the John Cast podcast. Goodbye. <laughs>